It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Thunder fans? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be Locked On Thunder. The Thunder are in action tonight on the road against the Sacramento Kings. And for Thunder fans' sake, you hope that they avenge one of their more disappointing losses of the season in terms of how they've lost games this year, um, and especially with them beating teams that are technically worse than them. That, that loss on the road against Sacramento in a game that the Thunder definitely dominated throughout the entire game and then failed to actually do their job in the clutch. Again, surprising considering this team is very good in the clutch. One of the more head-scratching losses of the year, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Thunder and the Kings tonight. What's going on with that? Injury updates, and I'm sorry, but there aren't any right now. But we will hopefully get to that at some point in the next hour or so. So stay tuned with us at Locked on Thunder. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports uh, for Thunder updates, injury updates, podcast links, all that good stuff. You can find out on my Twitter account at Brady Does Sports. And once again, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa as their lead Thunder contributor, lead Thunder insider, beat reporter, beat writer, whatever. Um, follow all my stuff at thefranchiseok.com. And yesterday, I'll apologize. I said that I was going to have an article up yesterday and possibly this morning. I had a ton of stuff fall in my lap, and I wasn't able to put in the effort uh, to uh, do a good job. So I've kind of tabled it for now. Might put it out a little bit later at the end of the week. I'm not 100% sure, but things are happening at work. Um, I'll just say that. So my mind is a little bit elsewhere, but I did want to get this out there. Um, this podcast at least out there for everybody's listening pleasure. 
So uh, look for my Shagos Alexander article either later on today and definitely by the end of the week. Again, apologies, everybody. Uh, this job is very hard to stay on track with sometimes when you have to do a zillion different things. But you can also follow the OKC82 podcast. Subscribe to that. I mean, uh, that is my post-game reaction show to every single Thunder game. I do that primarily with Madison Morris, also of 107.7, the franchise. Uh, the, that podcast complements this podcast very well. So you can definitely add both podcasts to your podcast feed. It's available anywhere you listen to podcasts and it's free. So why wouldn't you do it? And you can also tune in on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon to the Franchise Thunder Insider Show that I do along with Madison and Jerry Ramsey and John Hamm for the more knowledgeable people of Thunder basketball in the market. Free content. Why wouldn't you like it? Why wouldn't you listen to it? We enjoy doing it and we hope because we enjoy doing it so much, we hope that you enjoy listening to it um, as well. And that's also the important thing. So uh, yeah, just tune into that. If you're out of the market, feel free to download 107.7, the franchise's app. And that way you can tune in and listen to us talk Thunder basketball and NBA hoops for two hours on Saturday mornings while you clean out your garage, while you're washing your car or doing something on Saturday mornings, maybe uh, (laughs) recovering from a Friday night bender uh, Saturday morning hangover. You know, we'll do our best to entertain you. But yeah, let's get right into the Thunder taking on the Kings tonight. Interesting matchup. The Thunder come in as the seventh seed at 28-20 and 20 after losing Monday night to the Dallas Mavericks, who sit at the sixth seed, 29-18. They were just blown out by the Phoenix Suns. Just That's the NBA for you. The Dallas Mavericks played really well against a shorthanded Thunder team, and then they turn around and get blown the hell out by Phoenix in Dallas. Just That's, that's how it works. Taking on the Kings tonight at 17 and 29, they are 13th in the Western Conference. They're four and six in their last 10 games. They are on a two-game winning streak, though. Uh, Buddy Heald recently moved to the bench. That didn't stop him from scoring a career-high 42 points on 24 shots the other night on Monday night. Did that in tribute for the fallen Kobe Bryant, which is still the basketball world is still reeling, of course, on that one. But again, it, it's it's a good. It's a, it's a good spot for the Thunder to be in because disappointing loss on Monday, a lackluster performance in terms of the shot just not going through the hoop. The effort was certainly there. I didn't, I didn't walk away from that game going the Thunder weren't motivated. Uh, clearly, nobody wanted to play because of the death of Kobe Bryant. Nobody was in the mood to play basketball. I didn't come away from that game on Monday night thinking that. It was just one of those days at the office where the ball just doesn't go through the hoop more times than not. Danilo Gallinari had a real bad game offensively. Shea Gillis-Alexander had a worse game offensively. And outside of about the second quarter, Dennis Schroeder had a bad night offensively. Just And without having Chris Paul, that's going to affect the Thunder in a negative way, of course. And unless the shots are falling, you're probably going to lose whoever you're losing to if all those things occur. And they certainly lost by 10 points to Dallas at home in a game that they could have very well climbed the uh, NBA standings in the Western Conference. But there will be more opportunities, I believe, down the road for them to potentially climb up in the standings, especially if we get as we get closer to the trade deadline, if this roster remains intact... Well, then we know what team they're going to be riding with into the playoffs as we get closer to the end of the year. But going back to that Sacramento loss a few months ago, it's, I think, the only example of the Thunder losing in clutch time in a game that they dominated. Now, the the Thunder have lost games in clutch time, but it's usually because they are the team trying to fight and claw back, and they just can't simply get over the hump. 
during the Thunder's 5-10 and 10 start, I feel like a handful of those 15 games, the Thunder were continuously trying to fight back and they would make it a game in a game that they were probably dominated in the first half in, but they would fight back and make it a valiant effort and give all the fans a whole bunch of, oh man, this team fights hard and this team hustles. At least they're not terrible. But then they kind of course corrected, found some rhythm. They had played a lot of games with each other, so the chemistry was starting to build. And then Chris Paul's clutchness was starting to take over. He was starting to understand with um, after conversations with Billy Donovan of when to attack and when to be Chris Paul. And the Thunder started winning some games. And then they go on the road to Sacramento, and that's a game that the Thunder dominated the entire game. And then they blew it at the end. Bogdanovich three at the end for the game winner. Danilo Gallinari had a turnover late. It was just one of the more clutch disasters that the Thunder have had this season. And again, probably the only example that I can think of. So uh, definitely not the norm for this team. Typically, they bring it in the clutch and either win the game late, uh, continue to win the game late, or they fight scratch and claw in a game that they should otherwise not even be in in the first place and make it respectable. So the only time that I can think of with that loss for sure. So from that standpoint, the Thunder have a good opportunity tonight to at least course correct. When we get back, we're going to talk some Terrence Ferguson. We're going to talk injury update, more Thunder stuff. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Everybody, welcome back to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, I'm looking at the game notes now. Um, I intentionally wanted to put this podcast out a little bit later because of the injury update and as of right now it's still it's still on the game notes listed as tbd now i'm going to assume that terrence ferguson is still listed as out as um, for personal reasons because yesterday he was listed as out for personal reasons uh the big question is going to be chris paul um he was not with the team monday night as we discussed already um i i'm assuming that he was back home in la with his family no doubt reeling from the loss of kobe bryant somebody that he was extremely close to from a personal standpoint and even from a professional standpoint, Chris Paul is the president of the president of the players association. Chris Paul is the president of the players union. And obviously the death of a player as Titanic as Kobe Bryant, that's going to affect a lot of not just personal relationships, but a lot of professional relationships as well. So no doubt Chris Paul has a lot on his plate in addition to grieving the loss of a very close friend, no doubt. But Chris Paul did finally take to Instagram and speak on the loss of Kobe Bryant. And I'll just go ahead and read that for you all if you didn't get a chance to see it. But um, Chris Paul on Instagram, at CP3, says, I don't know if I'll ever be able to fully process it. My parents have always said everything happens for a reason and that it's in God's plan. 
But this one thing is different. Broken fingers, torn Achilles, it didn't matter. You overcame it all. You were different. Sometimes we competed so hard against each other that you could never tell how I was always watching you. I needed to see how much better I needed to get and how much harder I needed to work. The love you had for your game was nowhere near the love you had for your girls. All five of them. And Gigi, who we were already pre who we had already prearranged her marriage with Lil Chris is as beautiful and feisty as she could ever as she could ever be. As I watched you in retirement, as happy as you've ever been, I sat back and prayed and hoped that my baby girl will look at me the same way Gigi looks at you. I love you and I will miss you with all my heart, my brother. All my love to Vanessa and all the families during this time. Hashtag Mamba for life. So again, this is, you know, everybody, this is the new reality we live in in the post-Kobe Bryant NBA era. It's going to be something that's going to affect players, coaches, personalities. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have at least seen clips of Shaquille O'Neal on in, inside the NBA last night on TNT. And I'll tell you this. I, I was no doubt sad about Kobe Bryant's passing and um, I'm old enough that I saw him play in his prime and, and it still feels weird, but um, I didn't find myself crying at any point. Um, mainly just mainly because while I felt connected to it, I didn't feel that connected to it. it no doubt meant that I was still sad, but I just didn't find myself to a point where I was moved to tears. But seeing Shaquille O'Neal cry on TV talking about Kobe, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, like it, that moved me in a way that I didn't, I hadn't felt um, since Sunday. Um, I don't think I'd ever see Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal cry. It was hard to watch. Um, hearing him speak on hit the passing of his sister and having trouble sleeping over the last two months. That's um, it was a lot of reality truth bombs being thrown at you on TV and. Um, certainly tugged at my heartstrings and um, it was just hard to watch. And I mean that in a complimentary way, <laughs> of course. Um, and then also hearing Jerry West, the freaking logo, just lose it talking about Kobe Bryant. It was just, it's super unfortunate. And I know Thunder fans that listen to this podcast, you want to just hear Thunder stuff, I would assume. And if you're tired of the Kobe Bryant stuff, um, I certainly understand just the need of like, okay, that it's already happened. Let's move on. But when I say that this is the new reality we live in, if you like the NBA, this is just something that you're going to have to deal with. So if you're, if you're one of those people that has completely moved on from Kobe Bryant's death, I, I understand you. I, I get that. Um, I vibe with that. But it's just going to be something that I'm probably going to have to be talking about for the next few podcasts still. I'm going to be talking about on the radio for the next few weeks. It's just that's what we live in now. If you cover the NBA, if you follow the NBA, this is a part of it now. So apologies if you don't appreciate it or you're annoyed by it. Um, but I certainly still am kind of moved by it. So I'll just put that out there. And if you've been a listener to this podcast, I'm sure you've all heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Thunder is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Thunder fans just like you. Unlike any podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Thunder fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with a disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. 
Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, I I felt it was probably a good time to start talking about Terrence Ferguson a little bit more. It's such a touchy subject because the... Again, these players are human beings, and they are subject to the same rules of life. They're going to go through grief. They're going to go through struggles. Even though they're they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game, they are still human beings with complex emotions and struggles that we all have to deal with. And as a reporter, you don't want to be the person that has to ask, like, okay, so what really is going on? Um, But it does get to a point where he's missed X amount of games, I mean, do you foresee him coming back? Do you expect him coming back? And this is, of course, in the wake of Alex Abrinas from last year, where he was routinely listed as day-to-day, uh, personal reasons, and then it just, you, you kind of, like, stop paying attention, and then you pay attention a few seconds later and go, oh, he's missed 10 games in a row. Like, what's going on here? And then he would just randomly come back into the rotation, and then, then you think, okay, everything's fine, and then he would leave. Now, again, it's it's none of our business what Terrence Ferguson is going through, and I'm sure everybody has their opinion because there have been things that he has shared publicly, and there have been things that have been reported because they are a public record. So it's it's fair to speculate because of those reasons. It's unfair to speculate because it's a personal reason, and it's unfair to talk about something unless you absolutely know it to be true. Um, but with Terrence Ferguson, the basketball player, as it concerns the Oklahoma City Thunder, it's one of those touchy things that like I can't help but think if this is going to be the norm and I've been pretty adamant about what I believe the Thunder roster wise should be building towards over the, their next decade of basketball. I'm not so certain that a player like Terrence Ferguson fits that roster mold. Now I love Terrence Ferguson. He's a joy to cover. He's awesome to talk to. And it, it kind of hurts my heart to even say all those things because it does affect his livelihood and his his and his professional career but as I've said before on my opinions on Terrence Ferguson the basketball player he at this point in his career he's supposed to be a three and d guy but he's mainly just a a defensive player a high end high level defensive player mind you who's way too inconsistent offensively in terms of his shot making and isn't very diverse enough 
on the offensive end to make up for his lack of shot making when the shots aren't falling. And in my opinion, that's just not where the Thunder should be going in their next decade of basketball. Now, if they're fortunate enough to draft the next Kevin Durant, a, a transcendent supernova of a scoring talent, then yeah, like that's when you have to kind of go that direction again where you have to get your one-sided, hopefully a 3 and D defender guy on your roster or in your starting five. When you have Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and for the time, James Harden, you can afford to have a Tabo Sepalosha. When you have a Kevin Durant and a Russell Westbrook, you can afford to have an Andre Robertson. But if the Thunder want to be a little bit different and more team-oriented moving forward, and this is not right now. The Thunder should not cut bait with Terrence Ferguson. I'm not saying that right now. But in terms of his future prognostication with the roster, especially if this becomes a thing where he's going to be out for personal reasons here and there, I, I all I'm saying is I don't think that Terrence Ferguson should be invested in uh, in terms of the future, long term. And I think I've said that before. Um, unless he's able to turn on offensively and reach a new level, then sure, you, you make him a part of that future core. But I don't know if you guys have ever been paying attention. Whenever I do mention the future core, I say names obviously like Shea Gilts, Alexander, Darius Baisley. And I will throw Hamadou Diallo in that mix as well, knowing full well that offensively he's, he's just as flawed as Terrence Ferguson. But... I like what I see out of him, and I like his ceiling more than I like Terrence Ferguson's offensively. I don't mention Terrence Ferguson in that young core, even though he's 22 years old. Now, I don't know what the Thunder are going to do. I don't know if Terrence is going to play tonight. I don't know if he's going to play Friday night. I don't know if he's going to play in the Thunder's next home game. I don't know for certain, but I hope that he was able to return. I hope that whatever he's dealing with uh, is worked out and that he can come back stronger and more f- and just as focused as he always is when he's on the floor playing basketball for the Thunder. I don't want to see anybody lose their cr- lose their job because of personal reasons. It's it's unfortunate, but again, moving forward, it's just one of those things where I can see what the Thunder are trying to build. I don't know if Terrence Ferguson fits that, not just for personal reasons, but for basketball reasons as well. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Thunder. I really appreciate it. Until next time, I will keep talking to you and enjoying all the banter on Twitter. So again, follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. And until tomorrow, I'll talk to you later. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.